All right. We are here again. Again. This is number two. All right. With Danny from Coin Corner. And I am really excited. We've had a lot of firsts here at Lightning Ventures lately. And this is the first time that we've been waiting seven months to close a deal. Okay. Um, we were excited yeah. about it seven months ago. We're even more excited about it now. We're going to get all the recent updates because so much has happened uh, with Coin Corner. And this is actually the first time that we've done a second video, right? Because this opportunity is still open. And uh, maybe if you're a founder out there and raising funds, maybe Danny's got a few uh, insights and things to share about uh, what he's learned over the past few months uh, with that process as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have a ton of updates. Okay, so first off, uh, Danny from the Isle of Man. Uh, if you don't know where that is, look it up on the map. Uh, Danny, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Mike. That's, uh, thanks for having me on for the second time. And uh, I think, as always, being patient with uh, with myself and Coin Corner at the moment. All right. So uh, Danny uh, owes us no apologies because <laughs> he's been busy uh, as all heck. Um putting together this round and you know you you're either doing two things right you're either fundraising or you're building your company it is very hard to do both um but not only has he managed uh to do both he has executed uh unbelievably uh with many many updates and partnerships um that will we'll get into here so um first off uh, can we go over the exciting news that broke uh, regarding the UAE? Yeah, and sure. and um, this picture right here. This is this is money <laughs> in the bank right here, buddy. This is <laughs> this is classic. Look at that. He's got the hair combed in the suit. I mean, that is just great. That's All the right, first so time you wore, wore a suit in quite a few years. <laughs> First time, maybe since his bar mitzvah or maybe his uh, <laughs> Catholic uh, uh, communion. All right, so yeah. so break this down for us. What what exactly happened here? Uh, and this was huge news. Yeah, it was. Um, I think a little bit surreal from our side, which was um, a really positive thing. We um, the guys at uh, the family office reached out to us uh, back in March this year, and we. Uh, kind of at first, we didn't really think it was real. We just kind of pushed it off, ended up ignoring them for a month or so. Then um, they eventually uh, chased and chased and chased. And we eventually um, checked in on that in terms of doing the due diligence on them, who they were. Um, I messaged a couple of them on LinkedIn just to clarify it was really them reaching out to us. Um, it was, which was was good. And I'm glad we, we pursued that. Um, and we picked up the conversation then in um, sort of March, April times. Um, what this uh, effectively means is we've created a, a partnership um, with or a JV almost with um, the private office, uh, the seed group. Um, the seed group are the private office of, um, as you can see there, Sheikh Saeed bin Ahmed Al Maktoum. Um, That's this guy here? The, uh, that is the CEO of the seed group. Um, that he, that's... Um, one of the uh, his excellence, um, if people refer to him as. Um, 
So what they do um, is they find companies all around the world they um, that are innovating in new emerging technologies, um, and they look to try and bring them into the UAE and Dubai, and they look to help um, set the company up, set the office up, um, bring in their network of connections. What they saw with obviously uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in itself of um, expanding the way it is, they wanted to bring in um, a Bitcoin company into the UAE um, to help introduce Bitcoin payments to the country. So with their network of what they have, um, I think you'll see mentions there as you're or scanning through some of that um, article. Um, they have obviously very high up connections within government and governmental departments. Um, they have uh, incredible connections in terms of companies they own and companies that the, the Al McToon family, um, the royal family own uh, within their groups. Um, and the idea and the concept is they will introduce uh, Coin Corner into these companies to accept Bitcoin payments effectively. Um, so it's um, incredibly, uh, I guess, massive opportunity for Coin Corner, but I think it's a massive opportunity for Bitcoin as a whole, um, where we're now seeing countries like the UAE and um, decision makers within these countries uh, able to, or at least acknowledge and start to um, act on Bitcoin adoption and what they can do for their country, uh, whether they see that um, from a UAE perspective as a new, um, I guess, similar to what we saw with El Salvador, where El Salvador made a Bitcoin legal tender and it created a um, attraction for tourists and bringing tourists in and tourism. So there's, there's a couple of angles there. There's um, the angle of obviously just in terms of a new use technology and cheaper payments. Uh, there's massive remittance markets in the UAE from even Dubai alone to the likes of the Philippines. I think it's like a $2.1 billion um, yearly remittance market, um, plus all the other countries that um, also may remit from the UAE out to uh, different areas. Um, they also, I guess, see this as a, um, I guess, some of the things we've saw from, uh, I've seen earlier in the year from the Russia-Ukraine uh, war and the issues they had there. Um, and Russia being cut off from um, the rest of the world, effectively, in terms of financial legacy financial systems. Uh, we've all witnessed that, and we've all seen that in real time happening. And I guess every country now is beginning to probably be a little bit scared that if they do anything wrong as well, and they end up on a, a, some form of uh, sanction or some form of, of cut off outside of the, the legacy financial system. Uh, moving into something like Bitcoin starts to open up um, the or de-risk that uh, happening to them, I guess. Um, so I think the UAE is seeing that as well as an opportunity there to start moving away from legacy financial systems, the visas, the MasterCards, and, and even the SWIFT payments and so on. And even almost, I know, um, apologies to the US guys, but removing that US dollar um, re uh, requirement, I guess, throughout a lot of the world that is, um, is pushed or uh, inherited onto them. Um, so I think that reliance on the US dollar and things like that, it starts to open, I guess, what a lot of people in the Bitcoin industry see as Bitcoin potential becoming a new global reserve currency. I think other people are obviously seeing that and thinking, you know, it's very, very early days still, but is that an option and is that something they need to explore, which is effectively what they're looking to do now, I guess. So um, we're, let's get into the license real quick um, and kind of the timeline on that and what's going to be required out of you in order to operate out here. And so, so it says uh, focusing on establishing a user-friendly platform. Okay, mm -hmm. so is this the same type of coin corner uh, that you have now, or is this a, a separate kind of site? How does this look? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's just Coin Corner as it is today. Um, so that will be Coin Corner dropped into or opened up to the UAE. Um, <clears throat> that'll be the website, the mobile app, um, the POS systems that we can drop in, um, and everything in between, I guess, all the lightning payments, the bulk cards. Um, the bulk card was actually uh, quite a um, a favorite of theirs and the uh, the committee at the family office. Um, they are seeing that once they've seen that in action and seen how that works, all of a sudden that's removing that reliance on visas and MasterCards and potentially moving into a Bitcoin standard for payments. So um, that, and again, I know full well, this is a, a long-term um, play and this is going to take many years to play out, but they are seeing that now and seeing that grabbing the adoption, uh, grabbing the emerging technologies and trying to adopt them as early as possible. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely something that is in their heads at the minute. Um, the timelines, um, the company in Dubai is officially opened from last week. Um, so we've officially opened the um, company there. Uh, the office will be in the coming weeks or months uh, and the license will be uh, probably March, April time by the time we should be approved um, on a rough timeline. Uh, at that point, hopefully April time, we can go live and start operating there. All right, so the UAE's Bitcoin and otherwise crypto market uh, is the third largest in the Middle East, okay? Transaction volumes around 26 billion. Now you can fact check this all you want, but this is from a Bitcoin Magazine article. And over the previous financial year, the market there grew an astounding 1,500%. That's 1,500% from 2020 to 2021. So um, this is a really big deal. It was a big deal when it happened. Um, you know, what What do you think this means? Um, is this is this real? <laughs> um, it's real. <laughs> um, the, I think, um, the way I'm seeing this at the minute is, um, Dubai, well, I've, I first visited Dubai this year for the first time. I'd never been uh, prior to the, um, the the partnership with the C Group. And, and when I visited, what I was surprised to see there was um, how advanced they are technologically. Everything is um, incredibly advanced, even in comparison or very similar to the UK. Um, but there is certain things that were still even more advanced than, than the UK would be. Um, it's silly things, small things like um, ATMs where they have like contactless ATMs where you can go and just tap your card and then withdraw money um, from an ATM, which is something that I'd, I've never seen before and we don't even have in the UK. Um, but everything they do is is very much driven to grab emerging technologies and um, increase uh, tourism, I think, for a heavy part. And the more you can create there of this futuristic looking uh, city, in particular Dubai, um, that increases tourism and brings people in that want to come and live in this um, these environments and these conditions. Um, so I think what they are doing at the minute is, is incredibly positive um, for cryptocurrency in general. And I'm using, I hate using the word cryptocurrency as well, but um, cryptocurrency in general, it's still incredibly positive. Um, I think even we've had the recent FTX issues, which uh, have cropped up um, these last couple of weeks. Um, even with them, you know, they, the guys we speak to over there, they kind of understand what's happened there, and they know it's nothing. It's a people issue, FTX, not a cryptocurrency issue, and they're still pursuing and moving the right direction. So, 
Um, a few hiccups, but nothing major. And the good thing is they have it in their heads and their understanding of it. So um, I think they understand the fundamentals of what cryptocurrency can become um, for the country. And that is their direction that they're driving in. So yeah, incredibly positive. And hopefully, um, the way I, I guess, hopefully I have in my head is these businesses there in Dubai will adopt it um, just as well as uh, the governments and the um, individuals at the minute driving this this movement, I think will. Um, so yeah, very big things to come from there. So um, Dubai is uh, somewhat of a crypto place. You know, a lot of these uh, crypto trader, influencer type of people, mm -hmm. even Stefan Levera, you know, a lot of people have moved there for favorable taxes and uh, other things. Um, so that's pretty cool uh, to see. So um that will be a really big market. Let me ask you right now, what is the number one kind of uh, way that people are buying and purchasing uh, stacking sats in the UAE right now? Who leads out there? Is it a big name exchange? Um, <clears throat> there's, it's a bit of a weird one because um, there is the likes of Binance and Kraken uh, and they have kind of like provisional licenses at the minute um, there, but they're not really operating at, at the retail level that we will expect once the license goes live um, as in having like local banking and local currencies and being able to do it in a, a local capacity um, Kraken are obviously introducing that um, with the license that they've got going on with the provisional and um, Binance kind of you know what they're like they just operate all over the world wherever they want but they haven't got the local currency um, there are a couple of smaller ones there's Coinmina and um, the other name uh, slips my mind um, but there's a couple of smaller ones as well that are operating there um, and uh, have been for quite a few years now um, but nothing of cracking Binance scale so um, initially I think there's about 50 52 is it 52 or something like that businesses on the um, initial applications for the licenses um, not all of them being exchanges they'll vary from all different types of uh, cryptocurrency or web Three, I think, has fell into that, and NFT style things have fell into that as well. Um, so there's a, a quite a big batch about to to push through. Um, but I think, yeah, of size, uh, Kraken is probably the more reputable, um, sizable one there. I think at the minute. So this license that you're obtaining out there in the UAE that puts you—that's the same license that Kraken has provisionally right now, or this is a, a different license. <clears throat> It will effectively, yeah, the, the provisional one Kraken have at the minute will move into the actual license, which is the same one that we are uh, going through as well. So it'll be the same same one effectively. Um, there won't be quite the same products. Obviously, Kraken is more of a, the trading platform exchange um, as opposed to ourselves, which are more uh, Bitcoin focused and um, Bitcoin utility payments uh, focused. So um, as far as we're aware and understanding, we'll probably be the only Bitcoin payments uh, company there. Um, in terms of allowing their businesses to accept Bitcoin payments via POS or via email invoices and uh, e-commerce and so on. All right. So that's Dubai and that's huge news. And that uh, has happened uh, since we originally uh, first started hanging out. So story number two. Okay, here we go. Uh, and that is the wildly successful bolt card. Uh, mm -hmm. that has uh, <clears throat> broken the internet and uh, been a, a big favorite uh, as terms of giveaways and conferences 
And uh, I think uh, you did something with Sats Back, maybe. Uh, they gave away some cards and, uh, you know, you're doing some branding for some some other people. Um, and so there was big news that came out with Coin Corner and El Salvador. Uh, and we missed you down there, Danny. Yep. We missed yep. you at the second annual uh, adopting. We'll have to get you there next year. But yep. you've been to El Salvador yep. a couple of times now, right? Uh, I haven't personally know um, some of the team have um, they've been there. Um, I unfortunately haven't been able to make it yet. Uh, I was, yeah, I was planning to come this year, but unfortunately everything else just um, became too busy and didn't have the, the capacity to get there. Um, but yeah, it's been, we opened up to El Salvador in October. Um, <clears throat> the idea of uh, what we're trying to do there is I think, with, you probably saw yourself, and obviously you've been there and experienced it. And I think the um, the usage of Bitcoin there is still uh, lacking. And I, you know, having conversations with um, people on on El Salvador and why Bitcoin is not being used as as commonly as you would hope with a, a country that's made it legal tender, it's hard to try and pin down. You know, what's the problems? Why are people struggling to pay with it? Are they just not wanting to pay with it? Do they not understand it? There's a lot of education. I think is is probably a key part still to do there. Um, with the bolt card, we saw that as an opportunity to try and bring in something that was a little bit more UX uh, friendly to people. So it would be a much, much simpler way to pay with Bitcoin. They don't have to get the phone out and open the wallet up and scan QR codes. They can go and tap and pay. It's quicker, it's easier, uh, a much smoother experience. So introducing that sort of UX into an environment that it can be used on a, a national scale um, is something we wanted to push and and try and test out and see how that improves and if that improves um, usability or actual usage of Bitcoin in El Salvador. Um, so we've teamed up with uh, a couple of a couple of guys there. Um, we've got one highlighted there, which is uh, Ibex Mercado. Um, so they've got uh, the POS systems um, all over El Salvador with uh, I think Starbucks and um, other various uh, outlets there. Um, so they're slowly rolling out the capability, the, the functionality for the bolt card to be compatible with their merchants. And as they roll them out, we're going to be pushing the bolt card, uh, we're effectively airdropping bolt cards into them areas for free. So people can go and go to one of the local shops, for example, one of the restaurants, um, they can grab their own bolt card, get a coin corner account, set it up and off they go and they can go and use it and pay with it. Um, the idea of that is, I guess, um, more of a ground up, uh, sorry, yeah, a, a grassroots ground up approach. Um, obviously, El Salvador has gone kind of at both sides, to be fair to them. They've got the, the ground up approach from the El Zonte, the Bitcoin Beach side of things, uh, where they've had on the ground education and it seems to have worked very well in them areas. But yet they've had the top down approach of the government effectively forcing Bitcoin onto on the country. Um, and it's kind of like meeting in that middle of, of eventually, hopefully that becomes over the next couple of years. Um, enough awareness from the top-down approach, but enough education from the, the bottom-up approach to be able to meet in the middle and uh, hopefully see much wider uh, usage. And that's where we hope that the bolt card can kind of fit in to help um, from a UX perspective. You could set the bolt card up for a relative or a friend, family, whatever that doesn't know how to use mobile phones, may not even have a mobile phone, but they can set that up with your mobile phone, give them bolt card, they can go off and pay for the shopping and, and do that with a contactless offline card. Um, so... Early days there still with um, as we roll it out with Ibex, um, but hopefully again coming into the new year we'll start to see some uh, usage and see how that affects usage and does it increase usage um, and so on. So, yeah, we'll look forward to reporting back to that uh, in twenty twenty three. 
So the decision to go to El Salvador or which which will be, you know, hopefully greater Latin America uh, and and other uh, countries, right? Neighboring countries, maybe Guatemala. I don't know. Uh, Honduras. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, you know, what's the regulatory framework like? I know that there is a El Salvador Central Bank that has a cryptocurrency type of license. Um, did you have to apply for that? How is that process? Can you just go over the regulatory framework? And will you eventually uh, be able to sell Bitcoin uh, in El Salvador and offer kind of some of the exchange services that you currently have now? Yeah, we so the regulatory um, side of things is because we're an Alaman company. Um, it's not been we don't need a, a, a license in El Salvador, um, so we can operate there without the license as long as we're under the Alaman and doing what we do uh, from an AML perspective. Um, we can onboard El Salvadorans um, <clears throat> from the um, selling the Bitcoin to them. We can um, do that. So from a regulatory point, legal point, we can do that. Um, the what we haven't really done yet is turn on the fiat on-ramp side of things. So it's more of you can have a coin called a wallet and you can have a bulk card. You can send Bitcoin in and hold it in, in US dollar tether effectively. And you still be able to spend on your bulk card from US dollar, um, similar to a kind of a bank, I guess, in that respect. Um, but you can't actually buy Bitcoin with us yet. We will eventually open that up um, once we get the fiat on-ramp side of things uh, in place. Um, that we're still early days with and we just want to kind of test the waters uh, with the bulk card and see how that progresses first. And then we'll look to introduce the, the fear on ramp side. So I see that you have the IBEX uh, partnership listed here. There might be a few others that aren't disclosed yet. Um, what are your thoughts on the number one uh, finance app, according to the Google play store uh, in El Salvador, uh, Bitcoin beach wallet. Um, you know, we were there and this year, uh, many stores, uh, many places, hotels, um, all have a nice big Bitcoin beach wallet sign uh, at the mm -hmm. register and point of sale and no knock on Ibex, right? They're, they're going hard out there and they're, you know, that's a big push. That's a big market, Latin America. So I'm sure there's plenty of, uh, of Ibex terminals too. Um, but I think Bitcoin beach has a lot of that market share right now. Um, are you in talks with them at all as far as the bulk card? Will it work at those point of sales? Is it the same deal? Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. It will work exactly the same as, as Ibex. Um, they, uh, yes, we are in talks with them. Um, they, uh, they actually released a um, bounty, I think, to um, for the integration of that um, for the public. So I think there is a bounty out there for that at the minute to integrate uh, NFC payments. I'm not sure if it's been done yet or been started, but yeah, there's definitely movement there. Um, I can't remember how much the bounty was for. I'd have to go and dig that out. I can maybe share that with you afterwards. All right. So we covered UAE. All right. We covered El Salvador, right? And is there more? There's always more because he's been working so hard. Okay. Now, um, this just happened. I'm not sure if I was still in Africa or not. Uh, I was there in Ghana. But following suit of the Bitnob news, um, what is this? This is this is just from like eight, ten days ago. So yeah. what's, what's going on with this? So, um, yeah, this is similar to... so. 
one of the things um it's been frustrating i think from for myself and i know you were talking about um other entrepreneurs and how they're fundraising and how you know it is difficult and the whole process and i think in this industry as a whole the negative news is so frustrating um for companies like ourselves and other guys out there looking to raise and do legitimate things um what we've seen especially over the last month or so with even the binance and the ftx arguing with each other on twitter and doing everything you know it's noise it's drama it's um it's not particularly great for the industry as a whole um one of the things that um i'm kind of doing in the background a lot of at the minute is trying to do the complete opposite to what binance and, and ftx are doing with each other um and we're trying to pull the industry, the Bitcoin industry, should we say, and the Bitcoin um, companies around the world closer together, um, trying to make um, a bit more of a closer knit um, community as such there between us and better communication. Uh, so we can work with each other to create uh, products like the remittance products like we're looking at there. Um, so we can start working with these guys, helping each other out. We all operate in effectively different countries around the world. Um, this is a perfect example of what can be done when you are working with the other guys and other companies in the industry um, and helping each other out as well. You know, Bitnob are um, a great company in the minute. They, they are in Nigeria, but they operate in, in Kenya and Ghana as well. Um, and we're able now to communicate. We've been communicating with them for a couple of months and trying to figure out um, similar to what Strike have done as well. Um, and there are more to come as well, which I'll come on to in a second. Um, but this effectively is starting to tap into where Bitcoin can be really useful from global payments um, and the remittance market. So the remittance market globally, um, obviously a massive market for the UK and Europe to um, the three African countries we're talking about there, Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana. Um, I think alone that's about £14 billion pounds, uh, per year remittance um, back to these guys. It's a massive market. Um it's a troubled market, I think, as well, in terms of like um, Nigeria. A good example of that was TransferWise, uh, which are obviously a massive global remittance company. Uh, they pulled out of Nigeria recently. Uh, um, I think they've actually just pulled out of Ghana as well um, recently um, for various reasons. Um, that means obviously remittance is, is expensive when there's not much competition there and it's uh, costly and uh, time uh, slow effectively in terms of um, sending and receiving them payments. So working with Bitnob, we're able to get Coin Corner customers that can send, uh, hold uh, GBP or Euros um, in their Coin Corner account. Um, they can log into the app. They can um, effectively pick, like, say, Kenya, for example, enter a Kenyan mobile number, uh, which then, for example, goes to their M-Pesa account in Kenya. Uh, they can click send. Um, in the background, what we're doing is taking their GBP, buying Bitcoin with it, getting an invoice from Bitnob and we are sending over the, the lightning payment to Bitnob. Bitnob are flipping that into uh, Kenyan shilling, for example, in Kenya and sending that onto their M-Pesa account. So from GBP bank to um, Kenyan M-Pesa account, it's completed within, I think, about under a minute or two uh, to hit the M-Pesa account at the other side. All over lightning, um, cheaper, quicker, um, more readily available, 24-7, 365, um, and FX obviously is uh, far superior to what you'd get with other com other companies around the world. Um, so for me, this is an incredibly exciting. Um, obviously, we've got lots of exciting things, but this this one um, for me is is massively exciting. I think Bitcoin. The, the one thing I I always try and tell people with Bitcoin is is kind of like patience. You've got to be patient with 
um, Bitcoin adoption and how it works and um, what Bitcoin is used for. Initially, you know, we're seeing Bitcoin being used for investment, speculation, store of value. Um, we're now seeing real world use cases where you can actually make payments. Cross-border payments is, is a big one. Um, and this now with Lightning really starts to show how Bitcoin can be genuinely used in a real world, improving and going way beyond improving uh, what currently is out there in the market in terms of the transfer wise and the likes, um, basically solving pain points for individuals and companies uh, all around the world. So this for me is massively exciting. Um, and we've got Africa, obviously, at the minute there, which has been announced. Um, I assume by the time this video goes out as well, uh, we will have another one um, which was due to go live today, um, but a slight delay, but hopefully live tomorrow, uh, which will be to the Philippines as well. Um, so that is a partnership with Pouch, um, which um, Pouch are, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've probably seen Pouch and um, their uh, Bitcoin island that they've um, been building in Barake, I think it's called. Um, they do very similar to what Bitnob does, and we will do the UK and Europe to the Philippines for the remittance market as well. And the, the, the product is effectively identical to what we were looking at there um, for Africa. So again, the Philippines market is massive um, from remittance from uh, UK and Europe. And um, earlier on, I touched on that briefly as well from Dubai. Uh, I think it's a two, over a $2 billion a year market just from Dubai to the Philippines. Um, so there's massive markets here that we can not only disrupt, but really help people out um, where people may not have banking uh, banking access. This can be um, incredibly positive for them. So, yeah, that will be exciting to get live as well this week. <clears throat> so north of 8% uh, on the fees. Uh, uh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. That's that's 16 bucks on 200. I mean, that's yeah. that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, and that that's even quite um, generous, I think, in some places. Some cases we were seeing as high as, uh, I know people talk about 20% regions um, for some countries, depending on where they are. Um, the, uh, the research and the numbers we ran, we were seeing up to probably about 16% was the top end um, for, I think that was uh, UK to Nigeria, I think. Um, and again, a lot of this is because of... Uh, there's a lack of competition in these markets as well. And then there's a lack of infrastructure uh, able to be uh, accessed within these countries. So um, there's a and FX, the real time FX as well between Bitcoin and uh, these local currencies is available 24 seven, 365 days a year for Bitcoin because it's just always moving and the market's always there and it's always open. Um, obviously when you're going through some, the likes of transfer wise and you go on a Saturday night, um, the FX markets are short and there's, you can't, they're effectively giving you a rate that they hope they will be able to replicate on a Monday morning. So um, the margins and the spreads there are um, incredibly massive in comparison to what we can offer in a real time uh, scenario. And it's the real time FX plus the real time settlement as well. Having that settlement hit and arrive instantly as soon as you've paid it um, in comparison to the Western unions, the MoneyGrams, even transfer wise, it's taken a number of days to arrive in these places. Um, so, yeah, I think it's incredibly exciting. Um, we're seeing not only um, individuals, we've now got um, businesses that have kind of come forward to us um, to, just to talk to us in terms of how can they can also use this product. So we have businesses from um, other African countries that want to, say, remit money back into Kenya or back into Nigeria, and they want to work with us to be able to 
uh, move it from one country, say South Africa, for example, into Kenya, um, <clears throat> and how that can play out from a company perspective, not just at an individual level. So um, the the interest in this is is really, really positive at the minute. Um, and I think that is, I guess, a big part of my excitement on this is uh, is is what I'm, this is what Bitcoin was was for. Um, this kind of problem that it solves, uh, this global money movement for me is is really exciting. So yeah, really looking forward to next year with this. All right. Let's um, excuse me. Let's let's unpack just a little bit more about this and a few chess moves down the line on the board here. Okay, so um, Coin Corner, uh, at least from our understanding of it, in May earlier this year, was a um, eight-year-old exchange uh, mm -hmm. led by. Uh, people at the tip of the sphere, one of the first to ever implement Lightning, uh, just loads and loads of goodwill developed over this amount of time, uh, actually profitable. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never really raised funds before, you know, very small little, little round. Uh, but um, this is turning into much larger of an opportunity. Okay, this is not just a small exchange headquartered in the Isle of Man. Okay, this is not your DCA app and your friendly exchange with some merchant tools. They also have a shopping uh, component. Um, you know, they, they, there's a lot of things that Coin Corner does if you really dig. But what it looks like now is that it's going after Wise or TransferWise, as they used to be known, right? And some of these this massive uh, remittance market, okay, that you're able to capture. Now, honestly, I'm just hearing about this Philippines now, okay? Uh, and we're 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 waiting to close uh, this deal with you. So I'm just hearing about that now. That's incredibly exciting, okay? And Coin Corner is shaping up to be a global uh, financial services company, okay? That is what's going on here, right? They Their business is Bitcoin, uh, but it is much more than that because the two people on either end of this receive, receive and send uh, have really no idea what's going on. Uh, and that's a bit of a deeper discussion as to people are going to be using Bitcoin and not even know it. What a concept. Yep. So let's talk about does does this obviously not right but this this is a partnership with strike okay and the partnership with pouch uh in the philippines so where next if you had to think is this now a main focus or is this going to be a big part uh and i mean like you know it, it seems like this would be an ideal partnership around the globe yep yeah i think so um yeah one of the things that people always touch on i think with coin corner especially we do we we offer a lot of different products and quite a, a range of products from um payment gateway perspective uh, the e-commerce side and email invoices and so on um to the the b2c side at the, for the us and i guess the way we look at this and, and the way that we operate at the core of the business it's a bitcoin lightning transaction it's a bitcoin transaction everything throughout all of these products are effectively just Bitcoin transactions. So they are just money movement, I guess, in some capacity, whether that's going from a consumer to the business, from a business to business, whether it's going remittance and cross-border. Um, they are effectively just a 
Bitcoin Lightning transaction. And touching on what you said there in terms of it, it sometimes, for example, with the remittance products, um, Nigerian may send from Coin Corner back to Nigeria to, to Bitnob, and they've sent from pounds in the UK to um, Nigerian um, Nara, and they may not even realize they're using Bitcoin and Lightning, and that transaction happens. But at the core of it, everything is purely just a Bitcoin transaction or a Bitcoin Lightning transaction. So it keeps it fairly simple for us as a company to have that focus. Um, where we've, I guess, differentiated ourselves over the years as well, away from the Binances and the Coinbases and the Krakens and so on, where they've added lots and lots of altcoins and their business model has become um, altcoin or altcoin casino, basically, is a nice term to put it. Um, but then their business model is speculation on, on cryptocurrencies. And that's something that we've tried to avoid and try to focus on the long-term of what Bitcoin becomes. And it is that money movement around the world in whatever capacity that looks like. <clears throat> um, so for example, with the remittance product where we have now with Bitnob and moving money into Africa, um, we're now opening with Pouch, as I mentioned. And then obviously that's uh, an additional development, should we call it. But the development in itself is very, very simple in terms of our product is still the same. We're just connecting into their APIs in the ways that we need to. Um, that's great. So we we have more lined up as well um, in a couple of other countries in Asia, South Americas um, and Americas. So we have a couple of other companies that we're already talking to. And that's part of the way I'm wanting to try and bring all these companies together to help work together and build this global remittance offering via Lightning. Um, in every direction as well. So it can eventually come from Nigeria back to the UK and uh, the US to the UK and UK to the US and so on, uh, as I'm sure you'll figure out who, who that may be with. Um, but um, what, we, what we're doing then, what I'm trying to help bring together as well with that, um, you guys will know about LNURL and how LNURL works. Um, but for other, other guys listening, LNURL um, is uh, simply a protocol, a rule um, that we will all abide by. And what I'm trying to create at the minute, what we've been working with some of the guys to try and create in the background is an LNURL um, LUD, you call it. Um, so the uh, proposal, which will then be a kind of like a remittance proposal. So it means that we will, from our side, um, develop uh, the infrastructure we need to communicate with this um, LNURL in mind, which will then interact with Bitnob and will interact with Pouch and with everybody else and vice versa, they'll be, inter be able to interact back with us and remit money around the world via LNURL, at which point once we've built that and we've done, because of the way LNURL works and because it's interoperable with everybody there that wants to join, as new people come in, so say somebody comes in from Malaysia and someone comes in from Mexico and, and so on, they will be compatible with LNURL, which automatically makes it compatible with CoinCorner. So basically once we've done this base layer this, this this base um foundational development side and we've all agreed an lnurl um proposal and protocol at that point everybody in the world that is the lightning companies around the world the pouch the bitnobs the strikes everybody can come together they will all automatically interoperably the way bitcoin is meant to be interoperably work with each other um, and process transactions all around the world in a remittance concept so that is the longer vision completely what you going towards there, this global remittance in all the different jurisdictions around the world that um, hopefully there's going to be a, a Bitcoin Lightning company in every jurisdiction around the world eventually. Um, and they'll all just work interoperably with us as they uh, come onto the scene and, and uh, develop the LNURL capabilities there. <clears throat> 
Sorry, my throat's <laughs> going. <laughs> All right. Um, so not to spend too much time on this, but a couple of quick questions here. Um, so you're free to do remittances everywhere, right? You've secured your license on your end. It's not like you need a license in each one of these countries or every country is different. No, we so we we deal with our side, so the UK and Europe. Um, our, from our perspective, it's a lightning. It's your partner, okay. It goes to wherever it goes to. The power of that is massive because you think of like transfer wise, and transfer wise have to have their company in every jurisdiction around the world that they're operating in. We just have to have our own, and we can remit to everybody around the world that has another version of Coin Corner in these countries. Um, and that's where we'll see them, the bit knobs, the pouches, they're all cropping up now and starting to move. So I think that's a really powerful thing to, uh, you, you hear quite often um, people say, you know, how do like Coin Corner, for example, how do you compete with Visa? How do you compete with Western Union? And we don't they're have done. to. They're done. Yeah. It's, it's over. <laughs> no, we, we don't have to. And we as a whole collective, ourselves, Strike, Pouch, bit knob, everybody around there doing this we are effectively coming together to compete and Bitcoin and Lightning kind of competes with that. Um, and it's it's not Coin Corner against Western Union. It's the whole of our industry uh, is going to build um, this, I guess, new broken down version of Western Union and transfer wise and the like. So um, I think it's really exciting place to be in at the minute, um, which is uh, exactly where I want to be. You know, I mean, Visa's only like a 300, probably north of $350 billion company. Uh, so, you know, uh, everyone banding together to, uh, take in a, a, a proportional share, uh, of that is, um, that's a lot of cake, Danny, yeah. that's a lot of yeah. cake. All right. Oh, yeah. So let me just reiterate, um, this is, this is Europe. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the UK and Europe. All right. So there are a lot of remittances. That's a big chunk. That's 400 plus give or take million people. Okay. Mm -hmm that Danny has access to right there for remittances in Europe, in the UK. All right. That is very, very big. And I'm so excited. Now I heard, uh, I heard Asia and I, I heard Latin America. All right. I can mm -hmm. take guesses in my head, you know, we'll see, but um, yeah. that, that is super, super exciting. And especially everyone working together with one common goal to skin these people alive all right um, yep. so that's really cool all right and um you had a statement to some of your investors uh it was a private statement but it basically just letting everyone know that you had nothing to do with ftx and yep. uh you basically stood by um you know how you run your shop danny do you want to just say that real quick yeah sure yeah i think similar to what i touched on earlier on of ftx was a people problem um not a bitcoin problem or cryptocurrency problem um, which I think a lot of the industry, or the industry understands the outside world, unfortunately, doesn't quite yet. And that's education. Um, but yeah, what we've always done and, and the way we do it is everything's pegged one to one. Um, we don't do any trading in the background or any um, fractional reserve uh, banking in, in any respects. Um, so, yeah, we've we've always been that way. And, and, you know, that is the plan to always go that way as well. It's not something we're looking to to operate in what they the way they did. Um, unfortunately, it's going to happen in, in, you know, it's not just this industry, it's every industry around the world that um, these sort of things happen and fraud happens, um, and it just gives the industry a bad name. Um, some of the, um, one of the things uh, I was explaining to somebody else uh, a couple of weeks ago about this, and there's all the, um, 
there's talk around how do you how do how does this problem be solved? How is it solved at the minute in terms of um, proof of reserves has been cropping up and Binance tried to do the proof of reserves that's turned into absolute carnage for them. Um, and the reality is you can't really do it, even though, you know, yes, Bitcoin has blockchain and you can do a proof of reserves of we hold this much, but you've not got the, you've got the assets, but you've not got the liabilities. So it doesn't really work um, exactly as people are hoping and wanting to do that. Uh, what we actually did, the, coincidentally, uh, back in March, we were, uh, January, February time, we were inspected by a local um, financial services authority here uh, in the Isle of Man. We have that inspection every uh, three or four years. I think it is every four years they come in and inspect. Um, they uh, inspected in January, went through that process, all fine. They asked if uh, we could share feedback with them. Um, and the feedback we actually gave them, there was one piece of feedback we gave them, uh, co very coincidental to, to the FTX thing, but the feedback was um, from a financial services authority perspective, what we would like to see you guys do and where we think that would put you guys on the forefront of regulation around the world um, is to actually audit us financially to make sure we have and hold the balances we say we hold for the customers. Uh, in that way, then there's an actual regulator overseeing the financial audit, um, whether it's we will be financially audited by a third party, your, your KPMGs, your Deloitte's uh, and the likes, and that would then be overseen by the FSA uh, here in the Isle of Man. Um, we did pull that forward to them. We've not really heard anything uh, back, unfortunately, on that, but that's um, that's the way we want to see the industry going and the way we see that uh, moving forward. So, um, yeah, it was kind of nice, I think, that we have that, communication with the FSA here and they've been able to ask for feedback at that level and we've obviously given something it's potentially um something they will look to bring into in the future I hope um but that would be my um my way to help I think a lot of these companies solve the proof of reserves uh, problem um the other side of the proof of reserves problem is come and withdraw your bitcoins and everything from us um that's another one of the things uh, I think um, uh, Jesse uh, from Kraken said very well um, that's, you know, the likes of Kraken, the likes of ourselves, we hold um, a lot of Bitcoin for clients and we get nothing from that. We don't want that. We don't want them. We don't want to hold their funds. It's nothing but risk to us. So we would much rather the clients come and hold their Bitcoins themselves. So, um, yeah, the best way for proof of reserves, I guess, is come and withdraw your Bitcoins from us. Um, and hopefully customers do that and self-custody, but I think that's going to be uh, quite some time off um, at 100% capacity yet. So, um, yeah, that's a, a general over, overview, I guess, of, of where uh, FTX has um, left us all. It's cool that you're doing the opposite in nearly every way. Um, okay, and that'll it's, it's going to make for some really cool joint marketing partnerships uh, between you and your partners uh, all around the world, right? Because mm -hmm. they have a captive audience of however many installs, and it's real easy to let people know uh, when they need to send money uh, to, you know, I don't know, 45 countries, uh, this is a way to do it uh, easily, uh, yeah. cheaply, and right there in the app that they already have. So that's really exciting. Okay, so let's talk about, and I know we're rambling on here, but the bolt <laughs> card. Okay, how many have shipped so far? Um, uh, where, where is this at? Just over, I think we're just over 10,000 um, have shipped. Um, they've been, I think that's to about 40, uh, don't quote me, but maybe 42, 43 countries around the world um, have received bolt cards. Um I think something incredible one, one of my favorite ones, it's been incredible to see um, 
people using these in the wild and seeing this this actually being really used which is just incredible to see as a feeling i think from from the company side um we saw one in brazil i think it was um with some uh, children actually using bowl cards to pay at school i think it was their school and buying fruit um and that was incredible to see that was exactly what we hope this becomes and what we hope um bitcoin becomes uh, it was yeah really uh, really nice to see all right, Danny, I got a question here and it says, win USA for Bolt. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, I, I sympathize with this. Um, you know, I've seen the magic in person, but what's, what's the deal? What's the, what's the hang up with getting these things in the US of A? Um, it's the, so the light, the regulatory, um, so the licenses in the US, um, they, costs a lot uh, and very time consuming. I think you've, you guys will have seen uh, over the last couple of months, especially um, the likes of, I think River have been a, a big uh, highlighter of this where River have built their own infrastructure, but also have, um, gained their own licenses, um, which gives them the freedom to do what they need to do. Whereas um, unfortunately the likes of Strike and Swan, I think were caught up um, in the Prime Trust situation where Prime Trust went down and they all have the, the regulatory uh, framework backed out to Prime Trust. Um, so the we obviously we have explored this and we continue to explore this. Um, I think once the funding round uh, closes, um, we will then uh, look to reassess at what timescale we can potentially open up to the US. Uh, that would initially be have to or have to be through the likes of a, a Prime Trust um, setup and capacity. Um, eventually looking to uh, gain licenses on a state-by-state -state basis um, ourselves, which I think is what all the guys generally do eventually. Um, it just takes a little bit of time. Um, so unfortunately, uh, it's regulatory and time uh, just holding that up at the minute. Okay. Um, and maybe that's something we or one of our amazing uh, people can might be able to help with uh, is... Uh, yeah couple of ideas there all right let's talk about this real quick this is fun uh this gift card setup uh this is pretty interesting i mean i, I can just play the video or you can uh if you want to uh just go go over it what do you what do you how does this work can you explain this yep yeah so um this is a i guess a nice way of what we saw to be able to gift so the bulk card can be used as um, a payments card going and tapping on a pos but obviously it can be used in lots of different nfc capabilities um so you wait can from the wait a minute you mean to tell me danny that the bulk card could be used as a gift card at <laughs> all of these retailers worldwide in those places that you shop <laughs> Are you serious? It can be used. No, it can be used as a gift card to gift to someone and they can sweep the sats. That gift card can be used at any Bitcoin terminal as well. So anywhere that accepts a bulk card will also gift card, bulk card interoperable. So it will work with both. Um, so the idea is from the Coin Corner wallet, you can, uh, if you play the video, probably, yeah, I'll show you how to set the, the gift card up. Um, and the idea is this, you can give these out for, for Christmas, obviously coming up um, is a good time for birthdays. Uh, you can top it up with $10 worth of, uh, $10 worth of sats. Um, so the minute this is going to, in the Coin Corner app, um, go into the gift card setup page, enter the, I think that's just a description of who this is going to, for example. 
Um, enter the amount of sats that you want to put in. You can switch that as well to pounds, euros, equivalents. Um, you would then, at this point now, we're just saying scan, touch the card onto your phone. So that touch there is effectively setting up that card to be have, I think, was it a 1,000 sats? I can't quite see on the screen there. Uh, 1,000 sats um, onto the card available. So you can gift that out as a birthday present, um, or you can actually use that as an, almost like a prepaid card that you can go and use at um, Bitcoin POS systems. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. So what is the difference between this NFC uh, capability and the uh, tap to pay that you might have on any uh, Visa or MasterCard? How different are those? <clears throat> um, so so in terms of from an actual physical card, the tap to pay, it's it's very similar um, using uh, still both using NFC technology um, and slight differences, but um, generally from a technical perspective, very similar. Um, the way, again, we built that is because we wanted that to be eventually interoperable with your phones and you'll be able to like use tap, tap and pay with, say, your iPhone and uh, iPay, uh, Apple Pay and Google Pay. Um, and the idea and the concept eventually that will then also be capable to do exactly the same thing with your phones. Um, we've got um, it's pretty cool. We've been playing around with the cards and we've actually got rings as well. Uh, Bolt rings. I don't know if you've seen them um, on socials at the minute. Uh, so we've got some of them, so you can just wear a ring and you can have that set up as your card so you can just tap and pay with your ring. Um, but we're finding various use cases because it's um, an NFC card or an NFC device, whatever that may be, uh, that we can um, have a bit more control over rather than a Visa card, which doesn't give you any control at all. It just does the one thing. Um, you can actually, we've we've wired these up. Uh, so we have, so I have my bulk card that I can tap and pay in the shops here in the Alaman and pay with Bitcoin. But our door as we come into our office i can tap on the door and it actually lets me in through the door um so it's become a, a dual dual use uh, nfc card as well that we're playing around with um all sorts of geeky geeky things like that interesting well that opens up a million other things that you can do uh with this card so um mm -hmm. i actually saw one of those rings uh nicholas uh bertie had one in uh in ghana i saw the ring. i don't know if he made it or, or where it came from uh, but it was definitely cool. So let me just ask you one question, and then I swear. All right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, <laughs> we talked way too long, but just just for fun. Um, okay, so let's just say that I wanted to um, buy a gift card. Okay, let's say I wanted to buy a gift card for McDonald's, whatever, any place. Uh, and 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 I paid with Sats and loaded it uh, on this card, right? But I what I was actually doing was purchasing that gift card from you or a partner, and it put that value on that card. If that merchant then had the POS system to accept their own gift cards, right, which which they sell, would that actually work as a way to pay? Is that the same technology or? I mean, do you see that potential? Because that sounds really cool. Um, there's probably potential for that. Um, it wouldn't work at the minute. Um, but uh, yeah, there's probably potential because it is effectively... Um, that is interesting. I'd have to have a look at that. But yeah, there's, there's potential, um, definitely. Uh, we would have to see how exactly that, that fits because you could potentially... Okay, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> All right, so moving on before we're done. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
if you want to maybe have a chance to uh, hang out uh, with Danny and the team, uh, there is a some sort of a pleb event that's going on there uh, August 4th. I, I would love to check out that little island and get to that part of the world. So that's Bitcoin Takeover. I don't know if there's a website. I don't know how real this is, but um, I imagine <laughs> that you guys will be there for that. So I definitely wanted to plug that. And uh, I also wanted to just see um, if you had any other updates or just wanted to let people know during these crazy uncertainty, uh, economic uh, bear market periods, right? This this winter, everything that's going on, uh, Coin Corner is rather healthy. Um, and that's a big part of our thesis is investing in companies uh, that are decoupled from price volatility and price movement. And I'm mm -hmm. proud to report many of our companies are experiencing record months and great months during otherwise what you would assume is a terrible period. Do you want to talk about any of your um, recent volume signups or KPIs, whatever you're looking at, and just maybe, you know, what you know, how you feel about the way that you've grown um, or yep. maybe not even grown, but just, you know, it, it's amazing the way that this looks on a chart yeah. uh, over an otherwise terrible period. Yeah, I think Choth, um, that, that's great to hear as well from uh, your portfolio of companies there that they are strong as well, which is, is nice to see. And I think that's um, massively down to, uh, I guess, the Bitcoin focus in some ways. Um, not that it solves every problem there, but the, the Bitcoin focus is pulling away from um, people buying and speculating on the price and the, the volatility and the movements and um, in, instead focused on the utility and how to actually use Bitcoin. So, um, yeah, even though during the months of the bull periods where uh, Bitcoin's price is going crazy, you know, we do record volumes and we do massive volumes because people are buying and selling Bitcoin from speculative asset, uh, angles. Um, however, during the bear periods, um, I think what we've done, um, which I'm, I'm really, I guess, proud of and happy with within the company of what we've done with Coin Corner, um, is creating that utility purpose um, with the B2B side of things, where we've got merchants accepting Bitcoin for um, all sorts of products and services. And they effectively, during the bear periods, which um, typically your, your Krakens, your Binance and Coinbase and everything, they're seeing um, low volumes and their whole business model is built on speculation and the price movements. And if during these bear periods, the price is pretty much just down, nobody's coming, nobody's has that interest. They, as you've seen yourselves in the industry at the minute, the layoffs, um, I think Kraken laid 30% off recently. Coinbase was 20%. Um, everybody else, I think Binance is the only one that's been hiring, um, which I'm a bit unsure with. Um, but you're seeing the, the layoffs there because their volumes are so heavily down and that is their business model. Our business model, as long with a lot of other Bitcoin companies out there, is more about the utility of Bitcoin and how it works. And that helps us in the bear periods um, to sustain um, the, the health of the company and the, the revenues over that time. Uh, so, yeah, our um, volumes, our, our monthly volumes in particular, I think I, I've shared a graph with you um, recently um, in terms of the merchant volumes and our merchant volumes are going up. I think November is probably a record month for merchant volumes. Um, so in terms of um, people uh, accepting uh, Bitcoin, 
Uh, I think I can't quite remember the numbers off the top of my head there, but um, the chart will effectively show that that I've, I've shared with you guys. We already. don't we don't need um, numbers. We don't need numbers here. We're just uh, we're just chatting about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's just massively showing, and where that volume has come from has been companies around the world that are maybe doing cross border payments. It's a collection of companies, um, some doing cross border payments, some selling luxury goods still. Um, coming up to Christmas, obviously, is a luxury good um, opportunity there. Um, so yeah, there's the real world use cases that we're seeing play out and actually see the volume, real volume coming through for these companies, uh, which obviously then makes us revenue and makes us sustainable throughout these, these bear periods. So, um, yeah, from a, um, bear period perspective, I think we've yourself and, and myself, you know, been around this industry long enough to know, um, that the bear periods come, the bear periods go, um, it happens every four years and the cycles repeat, um, people, human behavior doesn't, even though we, we kind of all know it, human behavior still gets, people still get carried away in the bull periods, still get scared in the bear periods. Um, but yeah, just to, uh, know, I think, and something I try and help, um, comfort people around the industry and other people that are new to the industry, um, is this is, this is normal for Bitcoin. This is normal for this industry. Um, this is all part of the process. And I think coin corner being around as long as we have, we've, learned that over these years and we know and expect that and we prepare for these periods which is exactly what we're what we've done um in terms of creating the the b2b side of the business as well so um yeah i'm it's all part of the cycle all part of the the fun and the enjoyment um but i think i look forward now to 2023 and i think um the the uptrend is is starting to uh, hopefully come back in at that point and um hopefully um cheer people up a little bit and move into a, a more positive direction in 2023 and finally, okay, let's not forget about this news that happened <laughs> since May. Uh, so real quick, what is this? Um, so Oxford uh, City Football Club, so they are um, a football club in the UK. They now accept Bitcoin. Um, so the partnership there with, with the guys there, they accept Bitcoin at their football stadium um, for the tickets, for the drinks, for the food. Uh, everything there. They're the first National League club, as it mentions there, uh, to accept Bitcoin in the UK. Um, there's, I think, only two at the minute, which is Oxford and um, Real Bedford, which is uh, Peter McCormick's um, football club here in the UK um, that accept Bitcoin and operate on um, a bit of a Bitcoin standard, should we say. So let me ask you then, um, did they give you some nice signage? uh in uh in that stadium or what does yeah, it look like in there yeah it's not quite um the stadiums maybe you'll be used to in the us that you see the crypto.coms and the like sponsoring um this is is more small scale this was um bringing this was more about bitcoin payments and getting people to be uh, adopting bitcoin payments in the uk um rather than um the big sponsorships but yeah there's a couple of uh bitcoin coin corner signs up around the the pitch um, and obviously on the back of the shirts, there's the Bitcoin and Coin Corner sponsorship as well. Ah, so not yet on the website, just in the stadium. No, unfortunately, it, it is meant to be um, coming to the website. Unfortunately, they, they actually use a third party company, which is the Macron store. You can see at the top. Gotcha. Um, so they just haven't had the capacity at the minute to actually do the finish the development. So um, hopefully that will come in, in due course. All right. Well, still awesome news nonetheless. 
All right, cool, man. Uh, we kept you too long. I'm sorry if I rambled. Um, just really exciting. Everything that's happened, um, you know, since the beginning to now. Uh, and I can't wait to get this thing closed out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to say a bunch of stuff I shouldn't say right now, but I'm very excited about Coin Corner. I'm very excited about what you're building. I'll leave it at that. And uh, we hope to have this closed out soon and you'll be done with this whole yep. thing, right? There'll be a nice press release and all these other uh, investors. Yep. And it's going to be a great, great time. And you can go back to building and not worrying about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, bit, yeah. That's the point. all right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yes. You thanks. Thanks for hanging. And uh, we'll catch up again soon. Cool. Thank you.